The views and discussion expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of the hosts of the program. WMKV, Maple Knoll Communities, WLHS, the Lakota Local School District, or staff and management. The information and advice presented are educational in nature and not intended to be taken as specific legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Always consult with your own legal, accounting, or other professional before making any investment. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, a show to help you gain financial freedom by investing in real estate. Brought to you by the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing on WMKV, WLHS, and the Maple Knoll Radio Network. And now your host, Vena Jones-Cox. Good afternoon. I am Vena Jones-Cox, and this is Real Life Real Estate Investing working hard, hard, hard to be your public radio source for the information and inspiration and motivation and education that you need to start or grow your own real estate investing business. And we have we have another another exciting and market relevant topic tonight, which is note buying and uh one of the best guests on the planet to talk about that, but first we gotta gotta do some housekeeping here. Um, y'all might remember the Helen Grabowski case that was uh, we've talked we've discussed that several times here on Real Life Real Estate Investing. Helen Grabowski is a seventy-plus-year-old uh, widow who was uh, being harassed by the Fair Housing Resource Center up in Conneaut, Ohio. Uh, over some testing that had been done of her, and they accused her of several different forms of discrimination. She disagreed, fought back, got uh, a huge fine from the Ohio Civil Rights Commission, and then filed suit against the OCRC uh, in the Ashtabula area, in Ashtabula County, and we've been waiting for two years to hear the <laughs> to hear the results of this case. Next week, Taryn Hale, Ms. Grabowski's attorney, is going to be on Real Life Real Estate to explain what all of this means. But the uh, judgment was handed down last week, and basically a couple of good things happened, which is uh, um, Helen's son, Gary, who was the remainder man in a life estate for this property who never should have been included in the case in the first place. The judge said he never should have been included in this case in the first place. And also on the issue of the anxiety animal, which, you know, has a lot of landlords hung up right now because everybody who's got a dog that they want to keep in a, in a house is saying, it's an anxiety animal. Uh, he, the judge's ruling was basically that she, no, no intelligent person would think that I need a dog to sleep fell within the um, confines of the of the law the defining disability. So there's more to it and there's more about to happen and stuff that you can do. Uh, about protecting your own rights and making sure fair housing is in fact fair to everybody. But you're going to need to listen to next week when Taryn Hale comes on to talk about what this case really means and what is next. Also, the Cincinnati Real Estate Investors Association has its uh, second meeting for the month of October tomorrow night at the usual location uh, in Blue Ash. The main meeting topic is how to raise private money. So if you're being hung up by the fact that 
you got deals but no money or you're afraid to put in offers on deals because you're not sure how you're going to get the money or you need rehab funds, whatever that might be. That's the whole topic is how to talk to people who have money about putting it into your deals. That meeting is open to the public and free to members and first-time guests. You can get more information and download a free guest pass at CincinnatiRIA.com. That's CincinnatiREIA.com. Today we are talking about about paper. We're not we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about properties today. We're gonna talk about paper and how how this, in some ways owning owning the debt is more profitable and easier than owning the properties and. Here to have that discussion with me is Donna Bauer, local girl done good. Um, started out in her kitchen uh, buying notes and mortgages with no prior experience whatsoever. In fact, had nine little kids running around at her feet while she was making calls to note holders and um, has built that into a huge business in both defaulted and performing notes and mortgages and also in doing seller financing. Now, Donna, I love that at the top of your bio here, it's, it now says started out over 20 years ago. Are we just not admitting how long ago? <laughs> you picked that up. <laughs> I, well, I, I do I do exactly the same thing. I, I now, I, I, I stopped at 25 years. I was like, I have 25 plus years <laughs> experience investing in real estate. I quit counting about nine years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So um, this is actually this is actually kind of a great story because I, a, a lot of women in particular um, feel like maybe they need to put off the whole real estate thing until the kids are, you know, in school full time or maybe even graduated from high school. And I'm a big believer that y you don't have to let the fact that you've got responsibilities at home stop you from doing this. So why don't you t talk a little bit about how those early years really were? You mean like my memories of having, well, I'm locking myself in the bathroom talking on the phone to an attorney and the kids are banging <laughs> on the door. Mom! Mom! <laughs> <laughs> It, Those kind of things. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because, I mean, you were you were like the soccer mom before soccer moms were soccer moms. Right. You, 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 st you stayed home. I'm before anything was anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. That, that might be taken a little far. But, 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 I mean, before that, before that term was even originated, I mean, you were a stay-at-home mom. Um, a hubby worked, but you wanted to add to the, to the family pot. But, uh, I mean, you seriously had like four kids under the age of 10 of your own and then you were babysitting other people's kids as well and you still managed to pull off creating what is now nationally known i mean like everybody knows you if i go if i go to a note conference everybody's like oh you're from cincinnati do you know donna bauer <laughs> so so for 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 women who might be where you were 20 plus years ago <laughs> Because I know your son has now graduated from law school, <laughs> right? Ben, <laughs> and is getting ready to join the Cincinnati Rea Board. So he, you know, it's been more than twenty years. Um, uh, somebody who's in that who's in that position now. What what words of encouragement would you give them about? You know, it's hard, but it's hard, but it's worth it. And all you really need is the desire. You need a why. And my why was that I didn't want to leave my kids and go to a regular job. And it was, how can I make more money than a dollar an hour babysitting? And so I started educating myself and determined that 
buying notes was something that I could do. It's hands off. You don't have to deal with the property, so I didn't have to worry about hammer and nails or, or get dragging my kids to go. into a house full of fleas <laughs> yeah. or yeah, no plumbing to fix none of that. And it was something that I could do right on my dining room table. And best of all, I can tailor make the hours. So it was like when my kids were in nursery school in the mornings, I would work then when they were taking their nap after they went to bed at night. And it really, it allowed me, it, it allowed me the money to change my lifestyle, but more importantly, it gave me the time to change my lifestyle so that I could be a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and, you know, such, such an important message that if you wait until the time's perfect, there's no time. It, it, there, and I don't yeah. care, male, female, kids, no kids. I don't care how, how old you are. There's never going to be this time when your life just opens up and you've got all this time to go do the stuff. The whole, the whole purpose of doing the stuff is to create the time, right? Because exactly. you know now, now, now I'm guessing that you you have a you have a great time playing with your grandkids, and then when you need to work, you hire a babysitter. To t- <laughs> well, no, this has come full circle. You know, note buying allowed me to get out of babysitting 30 years ago, and now it allows me to babysit my grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, pretty cool, huh? <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right, so uh, we're going to take a quick break. I want to make sure that listeners understand that our lines are open here because uh, we only talk about note buying here on Real Life Real Estate once or twice a year, and I know it's a very hot topic right now. But folks are really starting to recognize it in a way that they didn't they didn't they didn't know about it ten years ago. It was much more of a kind of a niche thing 10 years ago than it is today. And I want to make sure that you get the opportunity to ask your questions of Donna Bauer, uh, a.k.a. the original note buyer. And the way you do that is you give us a call at 877-772-9658, 877-772-9658. Or you go to our website at realliferealestate.com and you send us an email through the Ask a Question tab. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing, talking today about profit in the paper, in the paper, in the financing, in the notes and mortgages. That seems to be a recurring theme around here lately. George Antone was here a couple of months ago talking about how if you think you're in the property business, you're nuts. It's You're in the financing business. And he, he was more applying that toward, toward, you know, intelligent debt management and stuff like that. But it's just becoming clearer and clearer that you can almost be property agnostic if what you're dealing with is the is the paper. Now the thing is, note buying has become a much better known thing in in, in the Absolutely. past in the past five to ten years. So is this a good time to get into that business, or is it too late? Like I missed the train, or like <laughs> what, what what what's the situation out there in the world right now? It is a great time to get into paper. You know, the reason that it became uh, so well-known is because of all of the foreclosures. And uh, the banks were just really overloaded. And so they opened up and started selling their defaulted notes to private investors, which before that was a difficult thing to do. I had been teaching people to do that for 10 or 15 years but you really had to convince the bank that, hey, you know, instead of a short sale, why don't I buy the note? Well, when the banks realized that the uh, no, the private investors were a great 
resource to them, all of a sudden things changed. So that's why all of a sudden it became so well known. But the silver lining to that is what is near and dear to my heart. You know that I've always uh, liked buying and selling existing seller finance notes. That's been my bread and butter for many years. And what happened is during that time, it was so difficult to get a bank loan that if you wanted to sell a property, you had to carry back the financing. You had to be the bank. And so now those notes have all been seasoned, you know, three or four years of, of payments have been made. And now those people are saying, hey, I don't want to wait another 15 years to get my money. I want cash right now. Mm -hmm. And so that is creating an amazing opportunity right now. I am seeing more seller finance notes on my desk than I have in the entire time I've been in business. And the same the same Dodd-Frank Act that's driving all the real estate investors crazy is probably great for the note business because it used to be a lot of, a lot of the seller finance notes you found had balloons in them, right? It was it was well, sure I can I, I want to sell it, but it's only got one year left to run, and then there's a balloon, and now you in, unless you're you know a, an owner selling your own house, you can't put a balloon. An it, owner selling their own house is the only party that can um, that can. Um, use a balloon. And I, I should clarify, they don't have to have lived in the house. It's actually a one per 12 month rule. So if you're only doing, if you are an individual person, a trust or an estate, and you're only doing one deal per year, one note deal per year, then you can have a balloon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so, so notes that would have been created four or five years ago that had a short lifespan, like mm -hmm. after, after, you know, three years, five years, something like that, they're just going to go away because they're going to get paid off. Or now, 10-year, 15-year, 20-year notes. And I, I would expect that the longer that those go on, the more motivated the sellers, like like in the first couple of years, they might be, yay, payments. And, right. then, <laughs> and then in six or seven years, they go, oh, kids' college oh, education. Payments. How do I how do I turn <laughs> these payments into some cash? So, you know, things, things, things change and sometimes they look bad and then it turns out to be good. Um, for, for other businesses. Life happens. People get married, they get divorced, they want to start a business, they want to go to school. For whatever reason, they decide, hey, I don't want to wait anymore for my money. And that's what creates an awesome opportunity for a note buyer. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So still, there's still room in the business. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that because uh, um, just the, 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 what you and I used to, used to, you know, 10, 12 years ago, we would go to breakfast together and mm -hmm. you would talk about your note business and you would always try and convince me to do it. And I'd be like, well, I don't know. I like my real estate. You should do real estate. And we'd, <laughs> we'd sit there and we'd sit there and debate like, you know, who's, who's got the better, who's got the, 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 the better strategy as it were. And I, I always said that I was not going to do notes and mortgages because it just, you know, you can only do so much, right? You got your little area of expertise and then you want to go do a million other things. And like every, every other real estate investor, I have entrepreneurial ADD. So it's very easy for me to get pulled away from stuff. But I have a confession to make. I flipped a note last year. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> And I and I and I actually it was funny because uh, you know I have a, I have a copy of your course you have a copy of my course and to do it I pulled your course down <laughs> off the shelf for the first time I've never I never had actually read it before from cover to cover I'd say, and, and I probably have an old version of it and I was like where's the paperwork to do this because I have no idea you need an upgrade <laughs> I know I have no idea how to do this and um, so 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 let me let me just let me just walk you through my deal you're going to be like ah so what but 
but you know for for listeners who who kind of are like i think note buying is for people who who have money to buy notes it's not true because this is this is what happened there was this company out in colorado that bought a package of defaulted notes and they were all in cincinnati and they had no idea what they were buying which is pretty pretty typical with some of these out-of-state sellers and they sent me six or seven of them, and they were in all the usual suspect neighborhoods. And I said, well, I'll, I'll go drive by them and see what, because you can't, you know, that's one of the things about notes. You don't you don't go into the house. That's right. You don't even get to go into the house. That is even, right. Even if you want to go into the house, you don't get to go into the house. And uh, two of them had been torn down. And with the bank notes, you can't even talk to the homeowner. Exactly. Exactly. Two, two of the properties had been torn down. And of the other ones, they they were a varying, you know, obviously from the outside, the conditions were, were different. But there was this one like three blocks from my office. And I called the guy up and I said, this one I know how to value because I'm, I'm not a note person. Um, I'll give you $11,000 for it. And what I based that on was I had bought a, an identical house one block away the prior year for 16000 And I went, well, if I have to foreclose on it, i got to add that up. And after... After much going around, because he thought he was sitting on a gold mine, um, he agreed to sell it for eleven, and I put it under contract with a piece of paper I found in your course for a hundred dollar deposit in my IRA. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> in my IRA, and I sold it to a local actual note buyer who likes to do the workouts and whatnot for sixteen thousand. So I made a five thousand dollar flip fee, and I never I put a hundred dollars up on it. That was it. That was all yeah. I ever had invested in this note. And um, he worked it out, and he's getting payments now on a $40,000 loan that he paid $16,000 for. So, Perfect example. And you put $5,000 tax-free into your IRA. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. And, and, and he made the bigger money. Definitely. I mean, he's he's. But he's taking a risk. You had no risk at all. Right. A hundred dollars. Well, he's he's taking the risk, but he also had the education. I mean, he's really he's really studied this, and this is what he does. So, it's not, you know, it, 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 people are going to see these things, right. right? If you're, if you're, I'm not a note buyer, and I still got this email from this guy because he knew I was in real estate. You're right. going to see these things. You should know how to deal with them. They go hand in hand, and note buying is so popular nowadays. It's like you really need to know it. You're, you, I guarantee you, you will make more money and close more deals if you know the intricacies of note buying and you work those into your real estate plan. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now let's, let's talk a little bit about um, something that does fascinate me that I know you teach, which is creating notes. Okay. Because that's, I mean, that, that's, that's, that's so much more along the lines of what a typical real estate investor would do on a, on a, on a given day. I bought a house. I want to sell it. Maybe I want to sell it as is and let the person buying it do the repairs, whether that person's an investor or a homeowner or whatever. And as a result, I end up carrying back paper. Once I've done that, that that's where you get super creative because most people will sit there. Most people sit there and they'll collect payments. They'll sit there and they'll, I collect have... payments for the next 10 years <laughs> but you do all kinds of neat stuff once the once the once the mortgage is or once the note is created you've i mean you sell partials you've <laughs> sell trade the notes for other things <laughs> that's I mean... true but but we got to back up a little bit because where you really want to be creative is when the note is originated people think like they'll create notes and on down the line they'll call me up and say hey i want to sell the note and 
it's not worth anything. Mm-hmm. They didn't structure it right. It's got poor documentation. One thing or another is they wrong They forgot to it. record it. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I, I mean, I had a lady who had 30 houses. She had sold them all with seller financing. It was to be her retirement, and I wasn't even interested in buying them. Mm-hmm. That was very, very sad. So if you're thinking about selling a property and carrying back financing, that's the time to, to really pay attention to how you structure the deal. You want to structure a note so that on down the road, if you ever decide you want to sell it, you'll get top dollar for it. Uh, that is so dead on correct. I I, I can't I can't tell you how many people get half that message. They get the right. message that if I create a note, then I can turn it into cash, but they don't get the message that nobody's going to want it if you didn't do it right. Right. So for example, something as simple as the balloon. If you fall into the category where you can do the balloon for the exception to Dodd-Frank, then when are you going to put the balloon? Are you going to have it next year or in two years? You're going to shoot yourself in the foot if you do that because a note buyer doesn't want to buy a, a note where the balloon is coming up. Because if it's coming up and you're going to get paid, why would you want to sell it? So they have to assume that you don't think that balloon is going to pay <laughs> off, you know? Um, so, and on the other hand, uh, you want a balloon because it will give you more money, makes your note more valuable, okay? But if you make it too close, then it will make it unsellable. Mm-hmm. So you've got to weigh those options. Mm-hmm. And, and, and another thing that I've noticed that, that I don't know, it makes, it makes the note buyer's lease more comfortable is if you have some actual documentation on the person that's making the payments. Absolutely. You know, that's one of the good things that came out of Dodd-Frank. If you ever see a package that has been underwritten by a licensed mortgage loan originator, oh my God, I mean, I'm at the point where it would be worth it even if you didn't have to have it done. I think that note is much more valuable. It, it gives all the financials, their history, their debt-to-income ratio, Everything where is where they there. work. Their right. their social security number, which which you know, if you're if you're uh, uh, contemplating doing business with them, you can pull a new credit report and see That's what's right. going on in their lives right now, and are they actually going to be able to meet that balloon in four years? Yep. And it's 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 so amazing to me how many how many people don't do that. I mean, I get I the typical call that I get is because we're in Ohio and land contracts are much more. Um, uh, common yes. here than they are in a lot of the country and also because our foreclosure process is really long yes people prefer land contracts and i get these calls from people saying oh i sold this house on land contract and now i want to sell the land contract which isn't accurate actually accurate they're selling the house and i say okay send me over the information and all they have is, if they're lucky they have the land contract <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's not they're just remembering what, right. what the terms were but but i say well where's the where's the person's application what do we know about them oh well he's a great guy and he's definitely gonna gonna pay up and also yeah he's awesome and i mean literally that's like like, like, like that's their whole and i have no way of evaluating Am I, am I buying a house that I'm going to have to kick somebody out of and right. I'm getting the house? Or am I buying an, a passive investment in the form of a land contract without that information? So you got to do it to have it and then you got to keep it. That's right. Absolutely. So all, you know, all, all, all good stuff for those of you who are catching on to the idea that maybe I can sell my properties with financing and then sell all or part of the financing. Now, let's, let's talk about that part thing. Because this is something Matt's gotten really into oh, lately. Oh, buying part of a note. Yeah. Well, he's what 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 he's and, and partials are great, and I know you're going to talk about this at, that at Oria yes. and actually show examples and yes. you know how does the paperwork move and all that kind of stuff. But 
um, n- buying houses relatively inexpensively, which we can do in this part of the country still, and then selling them on a note, and then selling only part of the note so that you can get back the money you paid for the house, which means you don't get payments for a while. The other person does, but at the end, like for the last six or eight years, you get payments that you have no money in. So talk, talk, talk a little bit about this idea of the partial, because I think it freaks people out when you say, wait, how, how do you sell a partial? <laughs> Can't we start with something simple? You just took them. <laughs> hey, she, she's taking you to college all of a sudden. So if you miss that, don't I worry am, about it. I am. You want to hear the basic stuff, go to the podcast at realliferealestate.com. Donna's been on before, and she talks about like notes and mortgages are great because there's no tenants and no toilets. And you can, you can, you can catch up with all of that on the podcast. We're not, we're not doing podcasts now. We're doing like... Let's talk about real life and what people are going to run across. I've been teaching that at some uh, mortgage expos, and now it's all over the Internet. Everybody's doing it. They love it. Mm-hmm. So here's the deal. If you have a reperforming note, you've bought a, a defaulted note and you restructure it. Um, typically, I mean, if you season that note for 12 months, you you collect payments for 12 months, you can take a note that you bought for $40,000 and a year later it's worth Mm 80,000. I mean, because you turn it into a reperforming note. But the problem is you have to sit on that paper for a year and wait for it to season. If you sell it straight out, let's say two or three months into it, you're going to take a huge, huge hit. discount. Like yep. you might make 50,000 on it if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, it's, it, it, there's no pay history. Well, what I teach people to do is just to sell part of that note and you can actually sell part of it get enough to recoup the 40,000 you paid for it mm-hmm. plus maybe an extra 10,000 for some profit okay so you mm-hmm. pulled out a little profit and you've still you've only sold part of the note and that's all you would have got if you'd sold the whole note 50,000 right. okay right, right. Mm-hmm. but you still collect another $200,000 on the back end mm-hmm. hey i'd rather collect it on the back end than never and you know? well yeah and it's and it's um as you as you get closer to that time when the back end money's going to start coming in, you realize what a smart thing you did. <laughs> yes, because because you can have you can have thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars a month in passive income lined up for the future. Absolutely, and you literally have nothing in them because by selling the stream of payments for the next whatever three five years, you've recovered all of the money that you've gotten. So it's like or or and we should probably take a break before we discuss this. Or the money that you borrowed from your partner to buy oh, the property. Oh, you're not going to go there. We're, my favorite we're thing. Gonna, we are going <laughs> to totally go there. But we're, first, we're going to take a break. Uh, if you have any questions for Donna Bauer, the original note buyer, give us a call at 877-772-9658, 877-772-9658. Or send us an email. Go to our website at realliferealestate.com. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I am your host, Vina Jones-Cox. My guest today is Donna Bauer. And it's funny because Donna, Donna brought in a numbered, a hand-numbered, five-page <laughs> set of questions. That you haven't asked me I, one I of them. I haven't asked you one single one of them. You said, you know, we were about to go on the air and you said, well, I brought questions, but I'm, I, I'm actually like it better when we do like a free-flowing discussion. So that's what we're doing. I love it. I and, totally love it. And, and for those of you who are like, oh my God, this sounds so great. I don't understand a word that's being said, though. Come to the AREA convention. Yes. It's, it's two weeks away. Um, unbelievably, there is still a discounted ticket available at WMKVFM.org, despite the fact that OREA has, has raised the price twice since we did Fund Drive. 
There's a discounted ticket available at wmkbfm.org that if you go click on that button and sign up, you get in like $40 cheaper than everybody else. And also that goes to WMKV as a pledge. So like total win-win. Donna is actually doing um, not just the, the usual 90-minute sessions that all the speakers get, but she also has an uh, an all-afternoon session on Sunday. And that I know in that one is when you can really get down to... yes. Let me show you exactly how this person and this person get together and become partners or whatever. So, um, let uh, you you were saying uh, during the break, Donna, that you just closed like a really interesting deal. And for you to say that something's interesting after twenty five <laughs> years, I'm, I'm guessing it's interesting. So let's let's talk about that. It was an awesome deal. It was one of my students' deal, and I have a coaching program, so students send me deals and we split profits. And she had sent out letters and got a call from this gal who had inherited a property, sold it four years ago. There was a, she took back a $495,000 mortgage that had been paid down to 430000 This was actually just raw land. It was a prime prime lot in the middle of a little town mm -hmm. uh, in Georgia. And so she um, carried back this note, wanted to sell some of it. And my thing is that you should always try to keep a piece of it, you know, because um, I wanted to take control of the note because if she wanted money now, there's still a whole lot more money left that she might want to come back later. So what happened was we provided her, I think it was $107,000 or something. I don't remember the exact amount. Bottom line is I bought um, several years of payments. We gave her the money that she needed and we made $14,000 on that partial sale. Okay. So, so, so like that was sort of like your upfront flip fee Yeah. that for most people, that's all the money they get. Yes. Normally the deal ends there. Right. But because of the way I structured it, and there isn't a lot of time here to go into it, but I promise I'll cover this at OREA. What I did was I borrowed the money to buy the, um, the note, the, the payments that I bought, from a private investor, and I put those payments up as collateral for the loan. And that kept me in control. I own that note. Mm -hmm, okay. Mm -hmm. So if I don't pay my investor, then he gets to collect the payments then. Otherwise, mm -hmm. these payments are all going to come to me. So, I, like, <laughs> don't worry, I'm going to make the payments. And if not, he's going to love it no, anyway. No, no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just wowing. So, so now we're not only talking about something that, that, 10 years ago, people didn't know about, which is that a note and mortgage are a negotiable interest at all, at, at all right? Like, right. like right. How, how do I buy a debt? I don't understand how I buy a debt. And we've gone from, I can buy your debt and thus be entitled to the payments that you owed your lender to, I can borrow money from somebody else to buy your debt and then, and then pay the other person a smaller amount every month to collect your bigger payments every month. That's well, actually... <laughs> The way I structured it, um, I, d I didn't stagger the payments this time. Sometimes I do, but it worked out to my benefit not to. Mm -hmm. I pulled the money out up front, so that worked out better for me. So at any rate, I made 14000 on the first part. Little did I know that I would close two payments. I collect, excuse me, I'd collect two payments, and she calls back and she wants to sell more payments. <laughs> and she wants to sell the whole note. Uh-huh. So... Um, got an investor who was interested in the whole note because the other fellow wasn't, didn't want to put any more into it. So turned around and I sold it outright at that point. Mm -hmm. And my student and I split 34000 on the second part. Wow. 
So it, that was a super sweet deal. Mm -hmm. And plus, I got another $7,000 just for staying in the deal and controlling it that would have I'd ne I would have never seen. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I know that's a little bit sophisticated, but I promise I'll go in detail on everything at, at OREA. Yeah, and it's, you know, it, it, it's, it sounds complex to somebody who hasn't done it the same way buying a rental property and renting it sounds complex to somebody who's never done that. It's exactly. just it's just another kind of education and uh, you know you, when you said it was in Georgia that you know my 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 bells went ding 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 cuz there's no way I can buy a rental property in Georgia. I can't do uh, it. Yeah. I've got to I've got to go I've got to go see it, evaluate it, convince a private lender who probably is going to be in Cincinnati that it's a good deal and then I somehow got to manage it from Georgia. And yet you're doing these deals all over the country because all of that stuff that the real estate folks think is crucial, like I've got to get in the house, I've got to inspect the house, I've got to be in the same neighborhood as the house is just not the case in note buying. It's not the case. I mean, you have a lot of flexibility. Now, I will I will say this, Fina. If I'm going to hold the note, I generally want it to be within driving distance. But th this deal, and I can't, because of confidentiality, I can't go into details of it, but it was such a safe, secure note that even I didn't mind a seven-hour trip down to, you know, down the I-75, because I don't think that would ever happen. Yeah, well, and, and in so many ways, note buying is just about the numbers. I mean, for mm -hmm. and, and that, 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 was, that was one of the things that was shocking to me as I, as I started hanging around with note people, is, I, is, is they would say, uh, well, what's the unpaid balance? And I tell them, and then they'd say, all right, well, I could, I could probably pay about this if it's defaulted five years. And I would say, wait, 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 don't you want to know what the house is worth? Well, not, 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 no, I want to, because I see this as a potential workout, and plus it's so cheap at 40 cents on the dollar of the unpaid balance that I, I mean, it's, it's so, it's, it's so well, strange. I'm going to, I'm going to beg to differ just a little bit with that person, because it, your security is in the house. And the first thing, if you call me up and say, hey, Donna, do you want to buy this note? The first thing I'm going to ask is tell me about the property. What's the loan to value on that property? Because I want to know that there's equity in that property. If 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 there's not equity there, then that's not a safe deal. And I believe in safety, so I'm going to analyze it. I'm I'm going to get an appraisal or a BPO, broker's price opinion, a drive-by appraisal on the property, and know that there's equity there. So I'm a firm believer in checking out the property. My my cardinal rule is never buy a note secured by a property that you wouldn't want to own. Mm -hmm. Because if you wouldn't own it, if that did go into default, you would not be willing to foreclose on it. You have no security then. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> I, I think that person was a little overzealous. <laughs> yeah, although, I, I, you know, at some price, I suppose, I suppose it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Maybe the house was worth enough that it was a no-brainer. Right, okay. exactly. But I would not use that as a general rule of thumb. I always want to know the value of the property. And the condition of the property. I, yes, and I, I feel exactly the same way. So I'm glad you agree with me, <laughs> or I agree with you is probably yes. the more likely, <laughs> the more likely scenario here. Okay, so um, note buying's hot. There's stuff to learn that you probably don't know if you've been in real estate all of this time. Um, you can learn more about it at the OREA convention by going to wmkvfm.org. We want to go to some listener questions and comments uh, at this point. Uh, at, at, we're going to take a break first, but if you are, have any questions about 
note buying, you know, no, no, they don't, don't even have to be about the deals we're talking about. Just, you know, anything that you've been wondering about the note buying business, give us a call. It's 877-772-9658. You can also send us an email. And the way you do that is you go to realliferealestate.com, click the button that says ask a question, send your question over, and I will ask it of Donna, Donna Bauer, the note buyer. We will be back right after this. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing, talking today mm-hmm. to Donna Bauer, the note buyer. And again, guys, if you want if you want sort of the the basic how do you how do you buy notes, what's a performing note, what's a non-performing note, what do you do with seller financing, all that sort of stuff, go to realliferealestate.com and just roll back in the podcasts because Donna's been on the show many times in the in Or the... come to Oria and hear it firsthand. Well, I promise. That would be better. Yeah. <laughs> I so promise we... I'll start at the beginning there. <laughs> it would be better to spend four days with, you know, seven hundred and fifty of your colleagues from all over the country and learn all kinds of different stuff, including getting to uh sit at the feet of Donna. But um uh interestingly, Donna, as I was I was, I was calling for questions and whatnot. Uh, I got a um, I got a, an email from Matt that said I just did a deal like Donna is talking about, and um, interestingly, his email is one smart boy at icloud dot com. I didn't <laughs> notice that before. Uh, so uh, Matt is now in the studio with us uh, to sort of um, share because this is this is. You've been doing this for so long that I think sometimes people will look at you and go, well, of course she can do this stuff because she's the note buyer. I can't do it. I'm just a 35-year-old unemployed guy, (laughs) and so I can't possibly pull something like this off. But um, you want to share, Matt, what what the deal you just finished up was? Yes. Here are roughly the numbers. And forgive me because if I blow through this too quickly, I'm sure you guys will analyze it and break down <laughs> mm-hmm. what I'm not explaining successfully. So this was a non-performing note, actually, that we originally bought at around $16,000. The borrowers owed at the time about seventy-five in total payoff. There, And it's a second. The There was a first at the time ahead of it for another sixteen. Long story short, the 16 got paid off by a life insurance policy, so we became the first mortgage. It's a, I, I've got to interrupt you, because yes. listeners can't see us. I kind of wish we were like the Howard Stern show and we were on camera, too. The second you started talking, Donna whipped out a pen and started <laughs> and started writing down. Like, this is this is such long habit of talking to note people. She's like, all right, got to get these numbers down. So I can she started, she started she's like writing down everything you're saying. That's a pro tip right now. <laughs> Write things down. Okay. I'm a visual person. I have to see it. <laughs> so so you, you you bought a you bought a mortgage that no that the, the borrower was not paying on. Mm-hmm. They owed seventy five, but you bought the mortgage for sixteen mm-hmm. and then you dropped into first position because the first mortgage got paid off by a life insurance policy. Yep. Yep. So that was fortuitous. So we became probably not for the person whose life insurance policy paid <laughs> no the How, loan off. <laughs> however, there were there were living family members and borrowers who still very much wanted that property. So uh, we worked something. Long story short, again, we worked something out with them where they were going to make uh, payments of about four hundred and forty dollars a month, principal and interest, for uh, on a, a thirty year amortization. It's a like 12.5% interest, which, believe it or not, was their original interest rate because their loan was originated several years ago. 
and but we lowered their payment uh, substantially. We created a new uh, tax insurance escrow for them, and um, we also we had a few thousand dollars in addition to the sixteen thousand dollars that we spent acquiring this note when it was non-performing. We spent a few thousand dollars uh, addressing some title problems. So our total investment was more like uh, nineteen. When all was said and done, we and had some by, legal by hours. You mean your partners myself your, your mo- and my partner you mean yes. you mean the money that your your money person put into the deal was around nineteen thousand dollars yes thus proving that you don't need any money to do this if you have the right knowledge financial friends and knowledge yes, yes. okay so, so nineteen thousand dollars was the approximate total investment so after we created this new uh payment plan of about four hundred forty dollars a month on a 30-year and about 12 and a half percent interest at the time the uh, another inv- investor was interested in acquiring part of this note. So we sold, I believe, and I have to look at my notes here. We sold about the next eighty-four payments. So the first several years of that uh, payment plan, and when you back out the servicing fee, because we had a licensed third-party servicer handling the actual collection of the payments, we had. Uh, a return of about $23,000 back to us, and we had 19 in it. So we collected a few thousand dollars above our investment and all our money back by selling the first 84 months of the note. So by we? By we, my, you mean myself your, and your, my financial your, partner. Your financial partner got back 100% of his money mm-hmm. plus another, it sounds like $2,000. Well, it was it was actually more like about four. Well, didn't you take half of that? I'm not disclosing our okay. arrangement. So, so, so your your financial partner got back all of their money plus a couple thousand dollars, and you got a couple thousand dollars because mm-hmm. there's nothing to be in, ashamed of in taking money out of a deal because you were the expert as opposed to you were the person with the money. Amen. And let's be clear, we did and, a lot of work to get to this point. And and so for the next eighty four months, no, you're not getting any money. No, whoever whoever it was that bought. The, the quote partial is getting the money and then after that what happens and they're getting a, a 12 percent yield after the servicing cost as well so after that assuming it's not of course as donna would tell you about refinanced or otherwise prepaid in that period of time which is entirely possible and we can help the, the borrowers do that assuming that it's not those payments then revert to us and we get the payments for the remaining period of time that the loan runs. But if it does pay off, you get a lump sum if of it cash. Does, Don't forget it to does. tell people If it does, that. this 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 house, while they owed more than the house was worth at the time, um, this house is still a sixty-five, seventy thousand dollar house. So it's quite possible that we could have split, you know, forty thousand dollars in the event that that got paid off early through a refinance, if it or a was, sale. Yeah. Okay. If it's sold, I like to encourage an early payoff (laughs) because it makes my return go sky high. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what I like to do. That's an awesome deal. Very, very cool. Where'd you learn? Where'd you learn how to do that? I could not have done it without Donna, her training, her paperwork. (laughs) I was was just going to ask, did you learn that at my academy? Not not only did I. Ironically (laughs) enough, I actually bought this defaulted note from a handful of gentlemen who began as students of yours several years ago. Awesome. And in fact, were so successful raising uh, money as a result of techniques of yours that they practiced that uh, they got into the business of buying notes in Was that large Dave? quantities. Do He's you, been on the show before, too. 
Dave Van Horn with PPR, and uh, uh, probably ten years or more ago, they were trying to. They wanted to start buying non-performing notes, and I flew to Pennsylvania and brainstormed with them how to raise the money. They used my collateral assignment agreement and built a company worth I don't know how much. They built several hedge funds mm -hmm. worth mil many millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thing. All right, thank you, Matt. Uh, the Donna. The Donna. Uh, fan club is now adjourning and we will <laughs> <laughs> we will uh, go to a question that came from the real life real estate um, contact form uh, David says I have a house that I rehab that's worth about $70,000 the house is rented for 800 the tenant would like to buy but her credit is not good enough to qualify for a mortgage I paid 12 for the property put 20 in it a $70,000 note at 10% is about the same as her current rent can I create a note and then sell it at a discount to cash out. Um, there's plenty of room there to do that. Um, you need to be careful, though. Um, it, it, I would I would plan on seasoning it. The longer that you season it, the more money that you'll get. If you could season it 12 months, that would be ideal. But I would certainly do it for at least six months. You also have to keep in mind that if her credit isn't very good, you're going to take a, a larger discount. So, I mean, if she's had bankruptcies and foreclosures and it's really in the toilet, I probably wouldn't sell to her if you're planning on selling the note. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing is the more of a down payment that you can get, the better. Um, that would make a difference. But see, here is a perfect opportunity for a partial. Mm-hmm. I would seriously consider a partial on this one because we could buy part of it. We could get your $32,000 investment back, probably plus some cash. And then let's season it for a while. Let her get her credit. I would definitely work with her to get her credit improved. And then I would help her to refinance and pay off. Or if you're not ready to do that, come back and I'll look at buying the best, the rest of the note at that time. Nice, nice. And also, David, the, um, the, the thing that kind of stuck out to me about what you said is that you may not be calculating the taxes and insurance into that payment. I'm just kind of in my head, I'm going 700, 70, at 10% equals her rent. Don't forget there's going to be taxes and insurance too. That by the way, you want to collect an escrow or have a company collect an escrow because she will get behind and you'll end up in a tax foreclosure. We are out of time. Ladies and gentlemen, um, so you want to see more of Donna, come to the OREA convention. It's not hard to do. Just go to WMKBFM.org. Click that little button that says 2016 OREA National New Strategy Summit, November 3rd through 6th here in Cincinnati. And you can get that last discounted ticket. Learn more. And have a great time. We'll be back next week with more information to put you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. Until then, happy investing. Happy investing.